0: welcome it's trucking answers hey did you know that we're back with another podcast well you know you listen to a podcast because that's what you're listening to all right so here we are today and i'm here with my co-host gracie who is up and apparently gnawing on a box so we got to take care of that for a moment but she'll be in at any minute to give her opinion on what's happening today. Now here on Trucking Ants, we talk about trucking news. We also talk about more than that. We talk about the news, the things in the news, and things that are happening, and what's on my mind, because we can do that here on YouTubes. We can't do that because the YouTube overlords, right, don't like you saying certain things. People get offended, and they get their feelings hurt, and so they ban you, or shadow ban you. So here we can go into more of that, and that's exactly what we're going to do today in this unabridged version. I have my opinion on things, some trucking news, as always, some automotive news, and yet another reason we're not on Mars, ripped from today's headlines. And the wife actually suggested this. She's like, did you read about this? Uh, Can you believe this? And uh, so here we are today. So uh, many props to her. And off we go today. So I want to talk about this. Now, love him, hate him, whatever you want to do. Uh, President Trump is in the news because of several things, but one is Twitter, right? So President Trump is in the news on Twitter because he got reinstated to Twitter for which he should have never been banned from Twitter. But that's another story. Do you know why he got reinstated? Because Elon Musk, who now owns Twitter, did a poll. And this is what I want to talk about the poll should president Trump be allowed allowed. I love that back on Twitter. 51 point something percent said yes. And so he gets back on. Guess what? What are you other 48 point something percent of people thinking? We do not ban people from speaking in the United States and to say no, he shouldn't be allowed to speak. Why not? Why not? You know, in throughout history, it has never been the good people that are the ones censoring anyone. Okay, It's never anyone's goodness that is censoring. It's never people on the correct side, on the good side, on the side of freedom, freedom that censor people. What are you afraid of? I, I wanted to tell people this in case you're on Twitter. If you actually um, are on there, you do not have to follow President Trump. Okay. You do not have to read anything. He says, you do not have to believe things that he says. If you do somehow accidentally read it. Okay. You don't have to, I've read stories about the Loch Ness monster, but I don't believe there's a Loch Ness monster. (laughs) Right. Didn't change what I was saying. And, uh, so I wasn't really afraid to read them. I think it's kind of interesting or whatever, but you know, It doesn't make me fearful to read things. It doesn't even make me fearful to read things like that, that, you know, maybe conflict with things that I might believe in case there's some information in there that may change my opinion. I may be open to that. But to say no, we're nearly half of the people, not half the country. Okay. Half of the people on Twitter that voted. So it's certainly not scientific. Said, no, what are you thinking? I just want to know what country you think that you live in where it's okay to say, you know, president, we don't want him to uh, to have anything to say about anything here. Misinformation is that we think, oh, well, he may give out misinformation. Well, I don't know what to tell you about that. There's been misinformation given out by the government since the government started. Hey, here's something that was said on Twitter and this person isn't banned. So, uh, let's go to this quote right here. You're not going to get covid if you have the covid vaccination. Furthermore, If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in the ICU unit, and you're not going to die. Now, what do you think about that quote? That is an actual quote that was actually fact-checked by you fact-checkers, and uh, it is a correct quote. Should that person be banned from Twitter? That person is President Joe Biden. Okay, that is from July 2021. Look it up. All right, so what about that? Is that misinformation or is that okay? Uh, Because he's just a doddering old fool and didn't have any idea what he's talking about. Okay, that's the thing about information and science and everything. It constantly, constantly changes, doesn't it? So we do another quote from someone and see if they should be banned. Do we need to hear these people talking? Should they be speaking? Well, let's go to another quote And see if this person has any right to say anything to anyone about anything. Because remember, when people say things that aren't true, we ban them immediately, right? Okay, so can we do that with this person or no? Maybe so. But I guess we only like to ban certain people, don't we? Alright, so uh, we have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before in serious condition. Many on ventilators in hospitals from covid Well, what do you know about that? Who said that? Justice Sotomayor from the Supreme Court. And so they went, of all people, CNN fact-checked her, and this is in 2022. Okay, right? She says this. And uh, so, right? Let me see the date here. Yes. So she said that in January of this year. They went over to the Centers for Disease Control, the government agency that keeps track of this. They go, how many kids are in hospital with COVID? 3,500. Okay, not 100,000 in serious condition, a total of 3,500 in the hospital. Okay, so uh, what about that? Should that person be allowed to say anything? Do we fact check them right out of existence? Okay, what are we going to do about this? Why is it only one side that gets a problem with this if they say something that is inaccurate. You know, when it's uh, Justice Sotomayor, that's okay. I guess she can just say that and she can just say whatever she wants. This is the problem of banning people, okay? We don't ban speech. We look at their speech and we know, okay, this person's an idiot like uh, Justice Sotomayor, okay? So, And since uh, she, uh, you know, says this kind of stuff, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily going to believe her, but I still want to hear what she has to say. And then I can go look up the actual facts, which apparently a lot of people don't like doing. There are thousands of these kind of quotes. There are thousands of these from both sides. Okay, all sides. So don't uh, get on your high horse if you're on one side or the other. We're always right and they're always wrong. No, you're both always wrong. Okay, the left, right, it's the same side, you know, opposite sides, I would say, of the same coin. All right, but it's still the same rotten coin. You know, they just say things, whatever it is that comes to their mind, that gives them, uh, you know, a little bit of power or whatever. But, you know, most of it, not true. Most of this COVID stuff that's out there, not true. Okay, most people don't die. That's true. Even the CDC says near, nearly everyone lives Okay, like way huge amount of people. So there's nobody denying that when we put the numbers down. So, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm bringing part of this covid up because in my now, you know what I'm seeing more and more masks. OK, more and more people are putting masks back on because they're trying to since. COVID's kind of in the background now. we got to get something new, something fresh, something to keep people's mind. we got this RSV now they're putting out here, some kind of other respiratory thing. And they're going to want you to wear a mask for that. Oh, yeah. they've already suggested it. It's been out there a couple times. You know, maybe if you have a Christmas gathering or whatever, you should wear a mask. Yeah, like I'm going to do that. Okay, get bent. Either way, people are uh, starting to wear masks again in the store. But certainly if they want to, they can wear a mask and look foolish all they want. It doesn't do them any good. So, I got you. Um at Meyer this week and he had the mask but only around his mouth not around his nose so i love that i like how people wear them but improperly so um either way look there's all these inaccurate quotes and stuff and should trump be on tr- twitter yeah now he says he's not going to do anything with twitter and maybe he can't because he has his own truth social and i think he probably has an exclusive thing it says look if i start this i'll only post here to not take people away from it or whatever i get that but uh, should he be banned off of there no Okay, absolutely. And look at David Hoggs on Twitter, of all people. Of all idiots in the country, that guy starts is gets the tweet. And then they're going to ban President Trump? Please. Okay, the whole thing should be closed down. Really, just from uh, being so stupid over there. But absolutely, he should be back on there. And I don't think he'll post anything. And I agree with him. On my Sunday rant uh, from YouTube, I said I would talk about tipping. And I am. And here's the thing about tipping. I don't like it. I don't like doing it. I don't think we should be doing it. And uh, I think it's wrong. Most countries don't have you tip. The only reason that you tip, you know, people say, "Oh, well, we tip because uh, these workers don't make that much money." And while that might be true, they don't make much money because you tip. Do you see the? Do you see how it really works? The reason businesses can get by with paying people two thirteen an hour, as little as two thirteen an hour for some service industry people, is because you tip them. <laughs> okay. So what you're doing is shifting that. So the company, uh whatever business, restaurant, whatever it is, makes all the money and they don't have to give hardly any of it to their employees. And you supplement the difference so that the people that actually make all the money at the business make even more money. And then you complain, oh, I got a tip all the time. You know, you shouldn't be tipping. And that forces the business to pay people better wages. Because if they actually only paid two thirteen, nobody would work there. The only reason people work at these places for is for tips. And so it's wrong. You're supplementing the people that make the most money by paying people that make the least money a little bit more money, You give them a few more crumbs so that the fat cats there don't have to give them any more money. And, and it isn't right. And like I said, truck drivers will go work for nothing and then complain about tipping somebody. I think that's kind of funny too. So I don't like it. I don't think we should. And this goes to some uh, DoorDash and Postmates and all these other ones. And I've seen tons of, uh, you know, stuff written because I do Uber, not Eats. Okay, I only take people. Have not done the food because I don't want to stink in my car up, uh, number one. And I don't think you deliver warm food. I've had it delivered here a few times through Uber Eats. And uh, no thanks. <laughs> all right, so it was poor service. Food's cold. And so, uh, you know, it takes forever. And so I'm just not a fan of it. But it gives you the option, like I said on my uh, video, to tip in advance on there. And I've seen videos of people that say, no tip, no trip. They won't go unless they're getting a $5. Some guy's a $10 tip or whatever. That's ridiculous. Okay. The reason that you want a tip is because DoorDash doesn't pay you any money. And uh, why should I tip you before you've provided any service to me? Okay because say I slap a $10 dollar tip on some order, which would be crazy. Um, why exactly am I doing that? What if I still get poor service? All right? And it takes me two and a half hours still to get my food. And the driver might say, well, that isn't my fault. They just sent it to me. Well, I'm the one getting bad service and see, you want a tip for something and you don't you are you know not really in control of it in that? No, absolutely not, okay. You should not have to do that. And people that say no tip, no trip, it isn't a tip anymore. It is a bribe. Okay, it is almost blackmail to say, look, we won't do your work for you unless unless you tip us. I guess it's not blackmail because they don't have anything on you. But they can certainly say, look, I'm not going to work unless I get a certain amount of money. I get that. All right, fine. Fine, don't. And the problem is, though, you want it out of the customer. Why don't you want it out of DoorDash? Okay, you'll sign up for the place. And, and then demand that the customer gives you more money. Like for me on Uber. I only do Uber when there are bonuses, okay? Because the pay is not enough to get me to come out of the house. So uh, I do Uber for the bonus times. Um, the last one I did was just a few weeks ago. Okay, they had a $220 bonus for five runs. Five runs. It took me two hours, 15 minutes. Made two sixty six forty. In two hours, 15 minutes, drove 36 miles in my car. Used two gallons of gas. Okay, is that worth it? Yes, of course, right? That's well over $100 an hour, even after expenses. What about all the depreciation, Mark? That's what I hear. Yeah, I really depreciated the car driving at 36 miles. Okay, so, but I don't do that full time. Why? Because I don't think the full time is enough for all the uh, miles you put in your car. Could you make a living in it? Yes, I think you could. And out of those uh, five runs, I got $2 in tips. So, <laughs> uh, But I don't demand a tip. And, uh, you know, if I did it more often, I'd put a sign in the car, do not tip. And don't ever tip on Uber, okay? The, the thing is, it's annoying. People shouldn't be walking around with their hand out. And it's gotten so bad now that you can go to some self-serve kiosk and still be asked if you want to provide a tip. To who? To the robot? So it eventually can figure out how to kill me? chase me around when that kiosk figures out how to get itself off the ground and go chase me around and kill me? No. With the fry later? No. No. Tipping should not happen. There's tip jars everywhere. And if there's a jar or whatever, no way am I using it, okay? If you ask for it, if you say, hey, you can tip, tipping's appreciated, no. You're not getting a tip from me. Absolutely not. It should be beneath you. Do not beg. Do a good job and then see what happens for you. OK, but, um, you know, what you should always do anyway, no matter what job you're doing, no matter what you're being paid. If you are accept a job at a certain pay, you should do the best at, you can at that job. As simple as that. You do not ask for a tip from the person providing you with the money like that. They're closing two service classes in West Virginia Did you see this. So, they're going to add more parking, which we'll talk about in a minute, and uh, they're busy service places. So, these both close on February 1st, 2023. Now, I will tell you this, that and construction is going to be completed by late 2024. By the time construction is over, most people that are in the trucking industry right now will not be here, right? It's just a fact. So, if you're listening to this now, it may not even affect you because you might not be in the trucking industry. Only what five six percent of people they say last five years in uh, trucking uh, that's according to government figures so hardly anybody stays so most people will, will not be You, but some of you i know are long-term drivers so the beckley and bluestone travel plazas will be closed starting february 21st they're going to completely demolish them rip them up and rebuild them completely and now good at this they're going to add all these parking places it says Okay, in Bluestone, they're going to add 10 spots (laughs) from what they currently have. Wow. And 35 will be added to Beckley. So during all that whole closure, you're going to add 45 parking spaces. Congratulations. I guess that's something. And that's going to cost them $152 million. All right, so they're going to have expanded food concepts. What does that mean? What is an expanded food concept? Is it going to be a, a fancy, you know, Michelin star place and 24 seven mountain state market convenience store where you can assumedly buy vapes, all right, And everything else for your vaping needs, chew and everything else and outdoor dining options because nothing says, uh, you know, eating like eating outside with all the bugs. And then they also EV charging stations, which probably are free. Usually these state places, they're free. So uh, you can consider that when you have your leaf driving around. They're also going to separate the vehicle and tractor fueling and have a pet relief area, which drivers hardly ever use. So the governor says uh, 3.3 million people, uh, double the population of West Virginia, drive on the West Virginia Turnpike. And this is our chance to show them almost heaven, which is West Virginia. So we better not screw it up. This is a quote. And now we're going to have the best facilities that showcase everything that West Virginia has to offer all right so also probably be a dental service in there uh, i'm not sure about how that will work but uh, so these places will close and i would say in the next two years probably only what 20 25 percent of people that are in the trucking industry will actually still be in the trucking industry at that time uh well, what are you gonna do so uh you know it <laughs> really impressive really uh impressive to add all those 45 parking places and i wanted to know if you saw this i know we have some listeners in north dakota there's a super load that was moving through North Dakota here recently. And uh, one person, and it was, uh, what, 1 million pounds. It's 25 feet wide on 36 axles, okay, on a turbine. It was a turbine. And it's destined for Saskatchewan. And I love this quote. The, uh, one of the police officers says, that thing is huge. That's what she said, right, uh, from one of the police officers. So a uh, million pounds. I wonder what that pays a mile. It better pay good to the driver because uh, they hardly get any chance. There's a number of police here. They are also being, uh, a, you know, they have utility trucks ahead of them to lift wires up. And I'm sure this has been a huge problem to get this thing moved. And it's headed to Canada. I don't know how long that'll take. There's actually one truck, although it probably has a pusher. It doesn't show it in the back. They usually get a pusher with them, too. And somebody steers the back of the load. I mean, it's a big... uh, Oh, okay. I see. I see. Wait a minute. Here's another picture. Okay, so the truck actually has a hitch on the front of it, of the semi, which is a Western Star, Canadian's finest. And so what they'll do is bring another truck in front, and they'll double pull it. Got it. Got it. Got it. million, million pounds. Wouldn't you like to get that and have being paid by the pound? To do that, if an average Canada, then it's more than two lanes wide. You're taking the entire road up, so you have to figure where where a four lane road is. I guess I don't know how wide the trailer is. The trailer looks pretty wide. Just cr- incredible to run a million pounds. Now this Nissan driver ticketed for driving up a partially crashing, crashing off car carrier ramp, and I wanted to know what you thought about this. So there's a car carrier who's delivering a car to a residential area, so it says, and delivering a car to a nearby resident. Now, this is not Carvana. This is a regular car carrier, you know, a double-decker car, not some goofball who's skirting the law in a 350 with four cars on it, and I don't need no CDL. This is a full semi car carrier. He's delivering to a residence at 10.30 p.m., on the street okay and this car carrier is blocking and there's a picture of it nearly the entire lane because the yellow line is going right along the truck and that's where he stopped right there to deliver a car at night so you have to cross by the way he's parked in a double yellow so you have to cross the double yellow to go around this car carrier and for whatever reason this as it says, middle aged man, I don't know what that means. Uh, I will when I ever get to middle age, drove up the car carrier because the ramps were down up to the top of it and kind of fell off of it partially. And they had to rescue him. And they gave the guy driving a car a ticket. And I'll tell you what, they ought to give the guy driving the semi a ticket. And I'll tell you why. People, this is not something you would expect at 1030. It should you be watching for it? Of course. Okay, maybe both of them should get a ticket but you should not be parking here there's no it's not a parking you cannot park here because it's a double yellow and he is almost taking the entire lane so parking there uh would not be allowed and i'm sure somebody's saying well mark if is a local delivery but you can deliver a car in a nearby parking lot or somewhere safer because the load which is the car can be driven to wherever it is going in a local distance to be safe we should always be considering safety i think in my opinion we shouldn't just be oh well it's this is their house so i'm going to deliver it here no you should have to park somewhere safe not just close it's one thing if it's a load uh you know well mark they have a palletized load it has to come off here uh that's one thing you can drive a car how do you think it got off the truck because i know somebody's saying well what if you have the keys to the car how do you think it's it it off the truck Or he drives it off there and he could drive it down the street to wherever these people's house or they can come and meet him wherever he is and say, look, I can't deliver it right there in front of your house because it isn't safe. There's a problem. I'm parking in an unsafe area. Always consider safety. okay? and I don't care what the company says or whatever. Safety has to be your priority. Your number one concern, not uh, anybody else's. In the recent snow that we had last week, we had a driver call off due to safety and he said look in my opinion the roads are not safe enough for me to drive on and he said he's not going anywhere and the company said "Uh, okay (laughs) they had to get somebody else to do his load but he did not go out and they don't get you uh, they don't say anything to you about it here now i went out that day but i was going a different direction from him so how were the roads where he was i don't know we did have a driver of an accident on bad roads Where he was going. So maybe he made the right move because, you know, would you rather be at home or be in an accident situation where, you know, the truck's getting towed away and you may lose your job because you tried to push through some bad road. So always safety. You know, we always have to air and safety and the side of caution as uh, your first priority. That should be everybody's priority, including this car carrier. You know, he should be thinking, oh, if I block an entire lane, maybe somebody's to drive up my truck because I'm here delivering a car at 1030. Who gets a car delivered at 1030 at night? All right, that why couldn't he do that at a Walmart parking lot or where there's a 50 million truck, something like that, and tell him to come and meet me at the Walmart three miles away, something like that. So that's what he should have done. They, best case scenario, they both get ticketed. So I have to talk more about this, more about this women in trucking initiative that has been put out there. And so here's what some of the women in trucking said that companies need to do to attract more women. And see what you think about this. Now, I make a little bit of fun of this, but, you know, some of it is quite accurate. And they said that women, one of the things women look for, and this is not just women, it turns out. It's men, too, are uh, clean trucks and nice facilities. I agree with you. And they said that companies... Should advertise in their job postings that m- emphasize clean, well maintained equipment and facilities. Well, most companies say that in their ads. Okay, I'm gonna say when we run ads, they say that here all trucks, clean trucks. When they're not, that's crap, that's total crap all here and at most places. All right, I have seen trucks, you get in trucks, some of our trucks here are trashed, and it's sad. Okay, the truck I'm driving right now is built in four of 21, right? And the truck I have is clean. All right, but there are trucks here that are trash, and it's sad. And, uh, you know, I'll open the door and look in there, and I'm like, why do you... And, you know, talk to the guys in the office, why do you allow this? These people are trashing these trucks, and you allow it. Well, you know, we tell them to keep the truck clean. I'm like, you tell them, make them clean it. That It's... <laughs> when there's a trash to the seat cushion in the passenger side, there's no excuse for that in a day cab where you get out of it every single day. None, but they advertise clean trucks. Okay. They are not the ads. It turns out most companies, trucking companies, I would say a vast majority of them, their ads are not truthful. There's some part of it that is not truthful. They may have a policy like here. Oh yeah. We keep our trucks clean, but they're not. Okay. Well maintained. They're not, I've gone double the time for service because they're busy. They can't get them in. Oh, we're busy. We're busy. So, you know, some of that kind of stuff just because it's in there and ad doesn't mean anything. And the women here say advertisement should include, uh, you know, how much the job pays weekly pay rate, work hours, paid time off. Yeah, they all should do that. And they never do. Okay, how many companies out there advertise, you know, how many hours a week you work? I would say zero, unless it's some local job that's paying by the hour. Otherwise, no way. See, they don't, even endorsement requirements, they don't have that on their Time off policy, they don't have. Health benefits, all it says is we have medical insurance, something like that. I totally agree with them on that. I totally agree with them about that. They say that uh, they should also, okay, well, this other thing, which is not going to happen, uh... They should also make life easier for women on the road. They include, uh, let's see here, availability, this is for truck stops, for women at the truck stop to purchase items such as underwear is one of the things. Let me ask everybody out there, have you ever bought a pair of underwear at a truck stop? This is men or women. I have never bought underwear at a truck stop, never, okay? And I don't know of anybody that does. I assume they sell it somewhere at larger truck stops, but uh, I've never bought it. I've never going. Go, you know what? I need some more drawers. All right. You take plenty of drawers with you. It seems like for me, you're under bridges, as uh, Larry, the camel guy would say, they also need to have things in trucks like vehicle accommodations for shorter people. Uh, as Randy Newman would say, what, uh, what does that mean? the blocks on the pedals and I say that and not really in jest because I remember growing up in the olden days when we would dodge all the dinosaurs one of my school bus drivers had blocks on their pedals I remember seeing those blocks every day getting in the bus and she had blocks on the pedals on all three pedals then uh, on the uh, school bus so is that what we're talking about I mean, they can't buy, you know, a truck just for people that are shorter. They also want larger refrigerators to help store ingredients for preparing healthy meals. Well, that should be for every driver, but what are we going to put in there? You want a residential refrigerator in there? I mean, there's only so much room and apparently, well, maybe because you don't take any underwear with you, you can put a bigger refrigerator because you don't need underwear storage. Who is buying underwear on the road? Okay, nobody, (laughs) right? So it is not the first thing I would think of when I'm thinking, you know what they need to have at truck stops, Hanes, that's what I've never bought underwear on the road. Who is buying all this underwear? Apparently women. So I know there are some women that listen to this. You can let me know, are you buying underwear on the road at truck stops? I am not. And I cannot imagine most men buying underwear at trucks. What do you take two underwears with you or something during the week? Take a bunch of underwear with you. Get ready for this. Listen closely and hear me now because this is coming to a trucking company near you. So companies launch end-to-end program for driver sleep apnea evaluation. Get this. Okay. You're going to be able to do this on your phone. Here's some more crap they want you to download to your phone. And I would tell them no. Okay. I'm not doing medical stuff on my phone, but here's the story. And you'll know why it's bad. Just listening to the story. So a company has an affordable, affordable, right, program for sleep apnea testing. Under the program, this company has an app that is approved by the FDA, which proves nothing, right? Uh, Because you can pay them off to get stuff approved, in my opinion. And they will work with a uh, CPAP supplier (laughs) on the other end of it. Isn't that convenient? So here's what you do. You download this app. And I love how it says for free to company drivers if their employer pays for it. yeah just only free because somebody else is paying for it everything's free if somebody else pays for it i can get a free whopper if you buy it for me all right so and after answering lifestyle questions i don't know what that means (laughs) i would hate to do that at the manhole and medical history questions the driver then places the phone at the head of their bed or sleeper berth and sets the app to record your sleep activity i guess you probably gotta plug it in too After waking, the driver stops the recording, and within 20 minutes, the driver receives your uh, sleep apnea assessment via email. For drivers identified at moderate to high risk, the next step would be to purchase, for a $199 fee, of course, software known as Drowsel Pro. Whatever that means. The results of that screening are run through a different set of things on this Drowsel Pro to arrive at a more conclusive diagnosis. And fleets can, of course, determine if they want to pay for it. Naturally, fleets can determine that all the time. Those results, for, remember, for $200, are analyzed by a sleep medicine professional who, through a telemarketing visit, telemedicine visit, will make recommendations. What do you think those recommendations might be? Oh, it says, uh, the recommendations might include purchase of a CPAP machine and related supplies, as well as follow-up DOT medical exams. Here's your problem. Okay, this is the problem. Okay, telemed visit is included at the cost of the study kit, and the uh, tests and reviews run around $500 each. So now we're up to $700. Okay, out of your pocket. Plus, what do you think the doctors, oh yeah, well considering they're all connected, yeah, why don't you get a CPAP machine? And then they're going to schedule you for a new DOT exam okay and you are not going to be able to drive maybe if you don't use it if you're it's not compliant remember look at this other uh, cpap that just got recalled okay so those drivers have a problem uh, i don't like it i don't like it at all okay because you should only take medical advice from your doctor these people by the way just the way it's written here never actually see you They never put lay hands on you like Pat Robertson. They never do anything to you other than through a computer and your phone. No way. (laughs) You know what I would? Oh, this would be hilarious if the cat would uh, tolerate it. I'd put the thing next to the cat for the night. Let him see. see, The cat needs a CPAP machine. And that's the other thing about it is you could, uh, if you were at home or, you know, whatever, you could have somebody else use your phone If you thought you needed uh, this machine and didn't want it or couldn't afford it and you could have them do the test. It doesn't know who's breathing into it. right. So there's that. Not that I'm telling you to do that because you certainly shouldn't do that, but it's certainly possible somebody could scam the system like that. Right. And uh, that's a real problem. Drivers uh, operate in Uh, The FMCSA allows you to operate, but persons with a medical history or clinical diagnosis of a condition likely to interfere with their ability to drive safely cannot be medically qualified to operate. Once successfully treated, the driver may regain medically qualified to drive status. Most of the cases that this company sees can be successfully treated. So by taking this, if a company uses this, you risk... You risk, even according to this, not being allowed to drive for a period of time until you get medically treated. Okay. Depending on the findings from the drowsel pro, the driver will be cleared for duty, duty, or given a medical prescription for therapy. If the driver is diagnosed and prescribed CPAP, the device recording data will demonstrate compliance for dot requirements i don't like this kind of stuff at all and if you have sleep apnea and need to be treated you absolutely should go get treatment and you should follow the treatment prescription of your doctor who you work with all the time not somebody on the other end of a smartphone app that has never seen you doesn't know you doesn't know anything about you and has every interest okay in getting you to buy the machine because it's all connected okay they have a financial interest if anything that should be separate where the person treating you is not the one selling you the thing okay you don't get your prescriptions from the doctor right they write you a prescription you buy them somewhere else so there shouldn't be any kind of interest in that like this it bothers me it says a percent of problem among drivers many cases go undiagnosed that's probably true Okay. Nearly half of drivers were at risk for it. Well, drivers should go see their doctor. And the reason drivers don't get diagnosed with this because they're afraid they're going to lose their jobs. It's as simple as that. And I totally understand that. So going to get diagnosed if your own doctor and you check off that box, which is what I always check every time I go to see the doctor, my doctor's policy here, which is a Franciscan health center in Lafayette, they do, you know, hundreds of physicians. Any place you go with them, every time you go in, you fill out a form. Who can really we release this information to? And you can say everybody, nobody, my spouse only, or just write down my work, yes or no. You can write down all that stuff. And I don't say nobody, right? I don't even want to know myself. When it's so secret, don't even tell me what's wrong with me. But either you'd be able to go in there and get treated without risking losing your job. I think more people would get treatments. If it didn't, if they weren't thinking, Oh, you know what? If I do this, if I go even ask about this, I'm going to lose my job. That shouldn't be a thing. You should want people to be treated, not say, Oh, if you ask about this, you are going to be, you can't drive for three months or whatever. That's ridiculous. Uh, You know, allows people to screen themselves in the privacy of your own home. Yeah, sure. But once you're in the system, you're, then they know about it too. It isn't just you doing the screening. It's them doing the screening. So I don't like it. Uh, They show that uh, drivers that suffer are more likely to be involved in accidents. Well, if you didn't fire people, if you just let people get treatment, they would go get treatment. They'd be much more likely to get treatment. But it's always on the other side of it is, you know, the job that I'm going to lose my job kind of thing. And that's why people don't get treatment. So let's just treat people, not, you know, threaten people. But I could see, look, there's already some companies who shall remain nameless. And let's call them, I don't know, NIDER. Okay, that are very active in this kind of treatment. And once you're in that system, once that gets on a DOT physical form, it's on there. Right? It is on there. And I don't want to see people, I certainly don't want to see people not get treated. But I also don't want to see people lose their job over something that they could have got treated for. So let's back off the threats of losing your job, and let's, uh, you know, ramp up the threats of, hey, let's just get treated and, uh, you know, we'll deal with it that way, rather than Hey, if you say something about this, you might lose your job. Then people aren't going to say anything. People are absolutely are not going to say anything. So, uh, absolutely I'm with it, but uh, not in the way they're doing it And with the smartphone. No, you know, I'm telling you, I would say you're not downloading something to my phone. Tell them, no, just say no. Nancy Reagan was totally right on uh, you know, on that kind of thing. So, absolutely. So, uh, ongoing uh, monitoring and training of unsafe driving behavior reduces risks. And they show a truck driver who's being coached, which I love this by someone very young, who's probably not a driver. It's <laughs> so it always goes, isn't it to you? It's another one of those things. So, and uh, they always say, well, in case of an accident or whatever, then you don't need to watch the driver. And they try to put this out here every week or two about stuff. You know, they always have dash cam and driver facing cameras and let's do defensive stuff. And, you know, it's just the stupidest thing. And then just this week at coming into the wife, I was pulling in and the car in front of me was one of the office managers, like a higher, a couple steps up in management. And that person, it was raining. They did not have their lights on. Okay, which I'm surprised because they have a general motors car and the lights on my Sonic turn on automatically with the wipers. They wipe like three or four times the lights come on so but either way he didn't have his lights on and he turned left there no signal turned left into another road no signal and then turned left to our place no signal okay so no signals and that person does coaching on the cameras okay isn't that great so how about that how about you put one in your car first you know and they're all talking about how can we mitigate risk but still maintain drivers well why don't you just hire better drivers drivers have problems you know they always talk about these dash cams and the scores and everything nobody wants a score okay don't come and score me about my driving don't come and not use your signal and then come talk to me corrective action should be a you know less than 10 minutes and should be as soon as possible after an incident some incidents you know are incidents and some are not incidents i would like to see at least at companies Where if a driver wants to, they say, I'm not listening to you. I want this reviewed by a driver. And I would like to see, you know, at larger places, each terminal has a driver or a couple of drivers that review uh, dash cam footage. And those people, and these would need to be experienced drivers is how I'd have it five years or more experienced and safe drivers. And they review it, maybe three, get to review it. And they determine if it's a safety problem or not, or if it's just trucking. And if they say it's not safety, the boss has to just eat that and just stick it up his butt. Okay, that's what I how I'd like to see it. But heaven forbid, they uh, action, ask an actual driver to help out on safety like that. They have people for that, right? Non-drivers that do stuff about safety. So why should we have drivers do anything about it? There's an interesting article out now about a Tesla Model 3 rear-wheel drive because apparently as soon as you buy one, you're required to write articles about it. So this is what i want to show you from the person's own words their tesla is a joy to drive right i love this so it comments about the things that it has and uh I'll, he says oh it even has windshield wipers which i think is kind of funny i'll spend a little on maintenance here's the problem he's driving in winter in utah okay normally when the weather is warm i get over 300 miles of range But I do this by not running any climate controls and keeping the windows closed. So is this the future of automotive? This is in this person's own words. So I have to not run any climate controls and keep the windows closed. Okay, that's awesome. Now that it's winter here in Utah, my range is significantly less. On a full charge, I'm getting 200 miles of range. That's what he says. Now, in my Sonic, I am down to 23 miles to the gallon around town here from the normal 25 that I get in the summertime. So, I'm down less than 10%. He's down more than 30%. Why? Electricity, just not that efficient. And the storage, not great on it for batteries, right? a 1,000 pounds of batteries is the same storage as 80 pounds of gasoline. He said, this is running the climate controls at 72 and having the seats and steering wheel heated. I have to tell you this weekend, it was cold. So on my way to Meyer, I had the heat on 78 in the escape, and it was blasting on me with the seat on and the steering wheel on. Okay. Cause I'm bougie and that's how I roll, but uh, I'm staying warm in there because it produces heat anyways, whether I use it or not. When it is just me in there, I don't run the climate control and the range goes to 250 miles. That's what he says. Okay. So he's losing 50 miles of range by simply running the heat. Brilliant. I can't wait for that kind of technology. Plus, how do you see in the winter in Utah without running any kind of climate control? How do you keep the windshield defrosted? I am not spending, you know, what amounts to an almost $60,000 car, which is what his car was, where I can't even turn the heat on or the air conditioning. What the heck is that? What is the point of that? Is this, is this how we benefit in the future? Well, you know, if I turn on the heat, I'm going to lose 50 miles of range. That's ridiculous. That's completely ridiculous. Keep this in mind when you keep writing to me about how great electric cars are and your 1,000 pounds worth of batteries that can be replaced by my Sonics, you know, 80 pounds of gasoline. It just doesn't make any sense to me, and I'm not running around in the wintertime here. It was 10 degrees this uh, weekend, right, and not running the heat right in the car and the sonic has heated seats that is not enough to keep you warm without the climate control i'm not going to go out freezing to death on some trip so i can get another 50 miles of range out of my useless electric car it just doesn't make any sense to me so when you all electric car aficionados and nuts figure this out please come by and let me know there's a planet not far from us you may see it in the sky sometimes it's called mars it's red we got a couple of cars rolling around up there, but that's about it. You know why I'm not broadcasting from Mars right now? Well, I'll tell you because I can't get there. Because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot, dumb people on this planet that are dumb, that do dumb things and require the expenditure of tax dollars, which is our money, to either keep them alive or uh, feed them, house them, imprison them, whatever it is, you know. And so I can't get there because this money is wasted. On these idiots that should have there where their parents should have been sterilized. I'd also like to provide you with the weather on Mars today. It is clear, and weather is provided by NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, the Perseverance Mission on Mars. So clear weather today. It's late winter there. And the high today is gonna be one degree. One degree. And the low, well. It's going to be minus 119 degrees, so you're going to need a little, maybe put a scarf or some mittens on tonight if you go do venture out to, uh, you know, the Mars Bar or wherever you head out to. Mars Bar, that's pretty funny. That'd be a good name for a bar, wouldn't it? Mars Bar. I'm sure the m M&M and Mars people wouldn't like that. Uh, this show is not sponsored by m and either, so maybe it should be. Anyway, that's the weather, and uh, we go out to Houston and find out why I can't get there to experience such wonderful weather. Well... In Houston, and this is ripped from today's headlines, headlights, headlights. Gracie's looking at me. It's ripped from today's headlines. You may have seen this in the news. There's a semi driver just bebopping his way down the road, and the police actually don't know how this person got there. But there's a person on top of the trailer, and um, they're up there dancing, and possibly the police say filming a video. Now they don't know if the person jumped down onto it or climbed up from the truck or what they did, but. I actually looked after I read this article driving around. You can't really see the top of your trailer in your mirrors unless you point it up there. It would be very hard to see somebody in the middle of the trailer dancing around. And, uh, you know, as the kids do today, this person was 25, filming uh, what is presumably a Chinese TikTok video. And, well, the thing is about the interstate system in Houston is there's a lot of overpasses in Houston, And if you're facing traffic behind you, filming the video, look at me filming a video, you don't really see what's coming from the other direction. And well, what is coming the other direction turns out to be an overpass. And the problem is this person also did not realize there's an overpass like we might have. And the driver of the truck probably also saw it and went under it. Well, Some of the overpasses are close, you know, maybe 14, 14, 14-6 or whatever. Certainly not enough on most of them where you could stand under the overpass. And that's the real problem on uh, this story. Because, as you can imagine, if it's 14-6, you're going to get under it. But what is going to happen to the person dancing on the back of your trailer? Well, they're not going to be very happy about the results. And as you can imagine... The person was promptly knocked off the back of the trailer and sent flying in what I can only picture as a very dramatic and bloody fashion to the ground. And what I picture is them kind of getting their like an impression on the bridge and the truck going and then them falling off of it in a bloody mess. It doesn't say whether they're hit by any traffic. That would be even better poetic justice, but they weren't people motioned to the truck driver to stop. He didn't know about it. This person was immediately killed, and uh, so there wasn't as much cost to us as some people, but the police had to respond. They shut the road down. They had to investigate the driver, whether he was impaired. They checked his logs. They commented about that. He was not impaired, so they let him go. You'd probably have to write that up at your company. I don't know how that would work, and I was thinking, would you need... Uh, you know, would you need a drug test? I'm not sure because there wasn't really an accident. There was just someone that was hurt. Maybe my company probably would do it just in case, because just hope they're always hoping everybody's on drugs so they can fire him, even though they can't find enough drivers. So anyway, this person is dead, and that's why I can't get to Mars. You know, the manpower. Man, now they're going to investigate. They had investigate the truck driver. They had to send a, an ambulance. They got to have a funeral. This person. Do you think they have life insurance? No, because they're idiots. So, do they have kids? Yes, I'm sure they do. People doing dumb things like this always have 12 kids by, you know, nine women. So, uh, and he was probably filming it with one of his girlfriend's phones because there's have many minutes left on his phone. That's always the problem with these. Either way, I can't get to Mars because of this weather. It's clear. It's clear on Mars. A little chilly. A little chilly right now, but clear. So, I can't get there. And this is yet another reason that I'm not there, which kind of ties back into trucking. So... That's what we wanted to tell you today. I want to tell everybody also to have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, You know, enjoy it. Time with family and to be thankful. You know, every day that you wake up is another day you should be thankful for. No matter how your situation is, you know, as I say, it can always get worse, but it could always get better. So be thankful every day that you wake up. I'm thankful that you're here and I hope you'll tune in to the next podcast. So thanks for listening.